This episode is sponsored by Caddyshack Bistro, your favorite new watering hole. Located next to Crust Pizza Company on Spring Cypress and Champions Forest Drive in Spring, Texas. A place where dreams come true. The finest spirits, wine, and tasty food. It's where the locals go. Use code BEERNERD20 to get 20% off your next order. Everybody to the Three Beers Mike podcast in what I'm assuming is going to be a longer than normal episode because we have a bunch of stuff to talk about this week. As most of our fans are in the same sort of universes as us and watch the same TVs, uh, shows, and movies as we do, you are bombarded with a crap ton of content right now. So we're going to discuss. Um, generally, uh, Stranger Things season four, uh, the boys, uh, season three just dropped today. Today's Friday, June 3rd. So we got to at least watch an episode or two. We're going to be discussing Top Gun Maverick, which came out last week and the first three episodes of the, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi show on Disney plus. So, uh, and then we're going to sprinkle in some other topics as well. So please follow along with us, um, for this week's episode, as well as following along with us on Cross the Streams Media, as we've discussed numerous times, that is our central hub where we like to present you with a lot of different topics, conversations, interests for different podcasts that you might like to watch. And some of our hosts from this show will go and cross the streams with other shows as well. For example, Bernie uh, and, and Skay were on an uh, episode of the movie Gap. And uh, what did you guys discuss on that episode? You mean Pac-Man? Oh, Pac-Man. Pac-Man oh, yes. and Skay were on yes. an episode of the movie Gap. Thank you. I couldn't answer until my name was called. <laughs> um, we watched the movie 127 hours because um, they were on Burn Appetit doing Wendy's. So we wanted to find a movie that had Wendy's in it. <laughs> and you Google <laughs> movies with Wendy's and... Uh, it's the first movie that shows up all because he sees a sign when he's driving within the first two minutes of the movie. <laughs> That's the only reference to Wendy's. So we picked that one and had a great time. We discussed whether or not we would uh, jerk off if we were stuck in a, ca- uh, a oh cave. My God. <laughs> so, spoiler alert, there's a lot of yeses. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, Give so it, a listen, though. it was a really fun episode. Now I know how you guys uh, got to that movie because I thought it was such an obscure pick. Um, but now, okay, you just Google strictly the for the Wendy's. Uh, all right. Um, myself, uh, fanboy, uh, was on Front Row Negatives uh, podcast, and we discussed basically Moon Knight. Uh, they wanted someone on there after, like, like a lot of podcasts, including ourselves, kind of discussed each episode each week. They wanted to do an overall summary once the show was over and talk about some Moon Knight history and the lore and how the characters become so popular and where he you know, started from. So 
Uh, I was really, really excited was to be on that podcast. So they, they went with <laughs> fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, please listen to those episodes. They're really, they're out right now. They're really great. And we, again, we always appreciate your support. Um, so uh, who do we got this week? We've already uh, said hello to Pac-Man. Uh, what's up? And uh, where's Popeye? Popeye, where are you at? I'm right here. Agagagaga. We're uh, we're missing Dos Equis uh, this week, so we miss you, buddy. Uh, we'll we'll see you next time. Get some sleep, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. So, uh, what are we drinking, uh, Popeye? What do you got? Well, uh, speaking of crossing the streams, uh, Mighty Manny from uh, Deep Dive into a Dive Bar was at Urban South Brewery here in Texas, and picked up a couple beers. He thought they'd be good for the uh, podcast. One's called "The Song of Rice and Fire." Pretty cool. I think he picked uh, it up mostly. It's like man. Game of Game of Thrones looking. Oh, dude, that's cool. Song of Ice and Fire. Oh man, that's and really it's, cool. Uh, it's a dry hopped rice lager with Wakatu hops, and it's actually very good. <laughs> wow. Okay. And going with the Top Gun theme. I have Talk to Me Goose. Oh, that's great. It's an IPA. Uh, <laughs> you know great. how I like IPAs, but I'm going forward it's anyway. On the can. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I'll take pictures and put them on. The and media. there's two men wrestling each other in underwear, too. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I got Upland Brewing's Breaking Away. It's an ale with ginger and lemon. Man, so you got like three super premium beers. Yeah. Wow, that's good for you. All right. What do you got, Pac-Man? I'm drinking a beer that I think um, Rooster and the gang would be drinking when they're okay. tossing the old pigskin around <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> I'm drinking uh, Natterdays. Strawberry <laughs> lemonade. Natural light. Oh, I don't think that's what they're drinking. Wow. Oh, please. That's exact. Seltzers, probably. There you go. If we're being honest. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Um, I'll start off with the beer that I brought up here. Uh, I brought the uh, Walleye Chop, which is a lager um, from the American Fisherman's Brewery. I-, I don't know what that is, but that's what it says on the label. I found it in the back of my fridge. I figured I'd, I'd finish it. And then, but I started off for the last five minutes drinking this uh, pre-made margarita mix in a glass, and it's supposed to be the one that um, you know is, is already has the alcohol in the bottle. You just pop the top and add ice. I think I made a mistake. I think I bought the one that's just the mix, so I'm drinking just straight up mix, and I don't want to go downstairs and check. So um, this is really disgusting. Well, then drink the beer. Yeah, but I kind of feel like I have to finish this. Because what if it's not just the mix? Well, I find out at the end of the show and you (laughs) drink it. I bought this because it's 15% alcohol per volume, but I don't really feel like there's any alcohol in that. It's just sugar. So, yeah, that's not a good choice. And I don't have a third beverage. Sorry to disappoint. What was was the brand? It has a skull on the front. Has a skull on the front? Yeah, know. it's You're not Jose. 
it's You're not describing Jose like ninety percent of tequilas. <laughs> it's not Jose Cuervo. I know that one is just a mix. It's the it has a skull on the front. It says margarita mix. I probably should have got the one that says ready made margarita. I messed up. Yeah, RTD. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. I'll I'll update y'all next time. Okay, so uh, we're going to start off with uh, a movie that came out uh, over Memorial Day weekend, which has officially broken the record that was held by a 2007 movie, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 3 at World's End. I think the record for Memorial Day weekend for that four days was like 152 million. And, you know, it's held the record for 15 years. And it's finally been broken by Top Gun Maverick which made $156 million uh, over four days. So I thought it was more than that. Well, I mean, I'm just talking about domestically. It made $278 million worldwide. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you saw that number, that was the worldwide total, which is phenomenal. I mean, let's put this into perspective real quick. That's another $100 million over what the U.S. That's crazy. The... the, the 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 movie is I mean of course Top Gun, nineteen eighty eight. I've I've just seen it recently myself. We've already discussed that. And just real quick, I like the first one a lot. Um, I just I texted the guys, um, you know, after I finished the first film, I was like, that was actually really good. Um, you know, uh, it was a movie. I it was just one of those big movies I never watched. Eighty six, and- by the way. Not oh, 86. You pride yourself on this. Sorry, sorry. Knowing the, the year <laughs> movies come out. <laughs> 86. See, and I didn't Google that. I just thought in my mind it was 88. So that is my mistake. Um, And, you know, it's, uh, you know, for a, a franchise to have this sort of comeback 36 years later and break a Memorial Day record for, you know, a movie that was there was just one part. Um, why do before we get into the review is it because there were just that many fans of the franchise or is it because the movie beforehand was getting such good reviews that people just wanted to go see what it was all about I think I, people like love the franchise to begin with like, like yeah I think Top Gun's very popular movie especially with the older older crowd um i think that you know they've been waiting to see a movie that's not like you know superhero type shit and a movie that's filmed without cgi that's using practical shots and uh, yeah i mean i think it made a huge difference okay uh because i mean the build-up to the film beforehand because reviews started coming out like two three weeks before the movie premiered and of course it got delayed due to covid and you know tom cruise has said in numerous interviews he was brought the opportunity to bring the movie to a streaming platform and he said no um he goes there's no way we can put this much effort into this movie train all of these actors to like become pilots right and to actually do these stunts with of course representation in the cockpit like they weren't by themselves but they they learned how to fly planes they got their pilot licenses and then to bring it home into your sort of, you know, 55-inch television, he goes, I, di- I didn't want to do it. And his his bet paid off. You know, the, the first weekend debut was phenomenal. Um, I expected to make, you know, a really healthy amount this weekend, too. 
And um, it, he was right. Keep it in the theater and, and go watch it and see that experience on the big screen because it's something to see. So um, let's get into our thoughts, uh, you know, uh, where the franchise will be going and just what we thought of the film and all those type of things. Uh, who wants to go first? I, I like how they started the movie. Um, it was like a homage to Titanic whenever they're trying to find the necklace of Rose. But instead, they're trying to find Goose's uh, dog tags that Tom Cruise threw in the ocean at the end of the uh, <laughs> Top Gun one. So they have to go. They had to hire someone to, to go down and recover and those find dog, the tags. dog tags. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty cool. The yeah, the the opening scene of the film was it was an ex- almost an exact recreation of the first title credits right and and the thing that i like the most is that I, a lot of movies don't do title credits anymore you no. just you just kind of get into the film this was a nostalgic you know here's the actors here's the executive producer here's the director with some you know highway to the danger zone in the background that's kenny loggins right yes yeah um just it was, it's very reminiscent of an 80s action movie yeah, it was perfect. I had a huge smile on my it's face. It's literally the night. same. It's the same as Top Gun 1. Same thing. Yeah, they even have the introduction. Like, uh, these are the best you know, pilots in the world. They enter this program knowing it's blah, blah, blah. Like, dude, it was the exact same thing. I just yep. watched the movie a few days ago. So yep. it, was, it, was, it was awesome. Um, and so we go down this nostalgia trip where they hit all the beats. You've got old characters, new characters sons of fallen heroes uh you know um uh, and 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 going back to the program that made him who he was and teaching the new class all what it's all about and it's just it's a nostalgia driven fantastically put together really funny movie kind of tugs at your heartstrings a little bit and i think what we're going to be discussing most of the time when it comes to this movie is the flying sequences are unlike anything I have. Because they're seen. practical. It's just unbelievable. The, yeah. the, the, the the actors said that during those flight scenes, they had to control the camera, you know, like because the, the those IMAX cameras are in the cockpit and they had to kind of fiddle with them to make sure they got the right angles and the right sort of viewpoints. And the whole time while they're flying in this, you know, fighter jet <laughs> trying to maneuver the camera as well to get that best shot. I, I don't, I, just, I don't even know how long it took them to film this freaking thing. It's insane. It's crazy. The, real, just, real quick. Did, did y'all's, uh, before the movie started was like, did Tom Cruise come on and say a little like, Hey, I really hope you enjoy this film. We put a lot of effort into it. No, um, I wish. That's we awesome. did, No, that would have been awesome. We did, uh, all the, you know, all the scenes were, you know, mostly practical stuff, and you know we worked really hard. So I hope you really enjoyed this movie. Oh man, I feel ripped off now. No, damn! I thought that was probably playing in every every single one. He is so little compared to everyone else in this movie. It's None. really funny how little Tom Cruise is, <laughs> especially Miles Teller. Like he's Miles looks like a giant compared compared to Tom Cruise. That's uh, Goose's son, by the way. In this yes, movie. Rooster. 
So we. Uh, well, Anthony Edwards wasn't short either, though. No. He's pretty tall, dude. Yeah. So we, uh, we, 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 we have the main sort of um, storyline is that Tom Cruise is now, I guess, flying uh, sort of um, uh, 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 planes that are being um, experimented upon for military programs. He's and like a government contractor. Government contractor, yeah. And so the current project he's working on, and he's trying to get this, uh, you know, a particular um, air, particular jet to go above Mach 10. And his contract will expire if he doesn't get this uh, no, fighter two, jet. Two Mach 10. Two Mach 10. Yeah, two Mach 10, exactly. Mach 10. Yeah. And but he does because he's Tom Cruise. Because yeah. he's Maverick. His and his contract has been pushed up. He he was he was he was about to take flight and it was supposed to be Mach 9. They're gonna be working their way to Mach 10, but of course the government's getting antsy. They say if you don't get to Mach 10, we're gonna pull your funding. And of course, there's a lot of people's jobs on the line. So he well, puts they himself... want they want unmanned planes. Yes. So they wanna they wanna scrap his thing so they can just pour the money into unmanned planes. Yeah, because that's the future, right? We don't need humans to pilot these things. We can just have a robot do it, right? Yeah. And so he and you save lives. Sure, he pushes the limits, uh, gets that plane to, to to Mach ten, and the visuals when he reaches that point were very very cool to me. I don't know what it really looks like when a plane goes Mach ten, and that might have been a very accurate representation. But man, it just looked like you were just coasting around the Earth. It mm-hmm. was awesome. Um, it was like the Earth was just this wave, and you're just kind of just soaring. Dude, can, can you imagine? That's insane like, to me. The pressure on your body, fucking going Mach ten, like, like I don't even know if we get close to that in a fucking regular airplane flying no. across the country, right? No, you're no like. You're well beyond the um, speed of sound at Mach 10. I think Mach 3 is speed of sound, isn't it? Yeah. That sounds or great. Three or four, somewhere around there. Three times that? <laughs> it's, Good it's, Lord. And, of course, he wants to push it, and he goes to 10. He gets to about 10, 3 or so, and then his plane blows up, and he ejects himself. Can you eject yourself out of a plane at Mach 10? Is that like, aren't you going to die? No, no I, don't, <laughs> I don't think you can at all. I'm, assu- I'm assuming you're dead. So, but anyway, so he. Well, I mean, maybe yeah. you can, but you're going to keep going forward. Like, I mean, you're, you're like, you have to forever, die, right? You would totally die. Yeah. I know, but yeah, but he's also way up in the atmosphere, too. So I don't know. Okay. Well, but then anyway. he's fine. Yeah. That'd be always really high. Okay. That's safer. You have all those clouds, more, all those pillows up there. More time to fall is what I'm saying. I I just assumed hey, you would die, but anyway, I mean, that was pretty funny great. when he went into the cafe and the, he's like, "Where am I?" And the little kid goes, "Planet Earth." Yeah, that was <laughs> super hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. And so, of course, he saves you know the the employees' jobs, and then he's he's. He's uh, given a, a mission to return to the, you know, the Top Gun base to uh, basically be a teacher. And he's going to be teaching the new recruits um, the best of the best about this 
super secret uranium um, deposit that's being uh, uh, protected by some really jagged mountains and missile defense systems. And- oh, by the way, to all the listeners, spoilers. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. And they, the only way to get to this uranium component is by, you know, taking on this critical mission of, of these fighter jets flying like like 100 feet 100 above feet. the ground and then just like through making a straight, straight up straight down the straight up, up again. straight down yeah so that you so that you don't get um tagged by the missile defense yeah <laughs> so it's it's just it's it's visually very um uh uh electrifying seeing how this mission is going to take place and of course he starts training the recruits to practice the run and they're doing you know trial runs and you know, uh, trying to get these guys to where they need to be in order to, you know, make sure this mission's successful. And, and of the, course, they're all related to the pilots from the first movie. Well, not Goose all is related. Goose's Pretty son much. is there, Bob's, and Bob's related to one of the dudes. I forget is which he? one. Yeah, I saw an article that the director said, "Yeah, that's so and so's son." I thought it was just Goose who was the. The uh, and I actually liked that. I was like, okay, well, just one of these kids has a sort of history with this program. Well, uh, the one guy was basically Iceman. Yeah, he was. He looked like <laughs> too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you know, you kind of find out that uh, Miles Teller character's Rooster, who's Goose's son, and Tom Cruise have a history because Tom Cruise made a promise to Goose's wife before she passed away that she would make sure that he was protected. Wasn't- he wouldn't become a pilot. And that he wouldn't become a pilot. And so when he was in the Naval Academy, his papers got pulled. And for four years, he was kind of in this limbo where his career was kind of set off kilter. And so Goose, uh, Goose's son, Rooster, got really mad. He has resentment because he never understood why that happened. And uh, it just put him behind. Especially because and- the guy who did it killed his dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, indirectly. Yeah. And so, of course, he he while he's there, he's he, he, he sparks up an old flame romance. It's a completely new person who we haven't seen. It, it's not the same girl from the first movie. It's, no, uh, it's but they mention her in the first movie. She's the daughter um, of uh, shit. I thought it was supposed the to be general, the general. The general's no, no, it's, yeah, because it's they, the same house, it's the same they, porch. No, they they make they make a reference um, to a, like a general's daughter that he had sex with or something, got in trouble for having sex with in the first movie, and that's her in this one. Well, okay. Why is it the same house as the girlfriend? Well, well the Bernie, those movie? those houses that are on that naval base all look the same. I mean, Who? I mean, excuse me, Popeye. Uh, Popeye, those those houses that are on that naval base all have that sort of beach house vibe. They just all look like beach homes. And so she I, shows up in the Porsche. I think it was supposed to be the same girl. It's not. Jennifer it's Connelly's not. character is 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 has a completely different first name than the girl from the first movie. It's, yeah, it's Peggy in this one, and, and she's the daughter that they mentioned him having sex with in the first one. Like it's just like an offhand thing whenever he's getting in tr- trouble at the remember, very beginning of the movie. Remember, the girl from the first movie was a distinguished naval captain. This this girl he's with now in the new movie owns a bar, so they're they're different people. The uh, I forgot the the sex scene in the first movie. How much like licking there, <laughs> there is? <laughs> I thought that. 
she licks that. him from the bottom of his chin, like all the way to his mouth. It's so <laughs> weird. It's yeah, so weird. I get uh, rewatched the old one before watching it. I watched it this this past weekend. Kate's never seen it, so I put it on. Uh, I, not I the most diverse it. cast. Either. There's <laughs> one woman who's only used as the sex object for Tom Cruise, and then it's all white, sweaty dudes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's got a new love interest, you know, and uh, uh, they, you know, I didn't mind the love story at all. Thought it was fine. Uh, they had some humorous bits. It worked very well. Uh, they had good chemistry on screen. And then eventually, you get to the scene where um, he's 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 brought to this program by Goose. I mean, not Goose, by uh, Iceman. Iceman wants him to train these pilots to do this mission because he feels he's the only one who could actually perform this stunt himself. He can do it, and he needs to train these other kids to do it as and well. He needs to teach the kids how to do it. Yeah. And well, you so, didn't want to talk about the sex scene in this movie while we were talking about that Peggy? No. How she yelled at that, um, right as she's climaxing, she yelled a... Uh, I feel the need, the need for seed. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> nice little back to the <laughs> Top Gun. I, I feel the need for speed. <laughs> she said, I feel the need are you, for are speed. You reading, are you reading these jokes off Reddit or something? You didn't make that up. <laughs> I feel the need, the need for seed. <laughs> oh, God. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um... He, he he goes and visits Iceman, and Iceman is um, – and this happens in real life too. Val Kilmer, uh, his voice um, is not what it used to be. He's uh, Did he have some type of throat cancer? Yeah. Yeah. He was a Christian scientist who didn't believe in medicine. So he had throat cancer and a tumor on his – like huge tumor that you could see getting worse and never did anything about it. And then I guess eventually did, but um, he talks with one of those things like from the smoking ads from the 90s, you know. The little voice box. like Voice voice box box. thing. So in this movie, they they bring that into the movie world is that he's got a terminal diagnosis. (laughs) Yeah, he's got a terminal (laughs) diagnosis. Um, Yeah, but did did you hear he has a prominent part in the Willow series? I'm like, how are they gonna do that? You mean in the in they get cut with a knife in the throat? Like, <laughs> he's gonna be in the new Willow series? Yeah, he has a prominent role. I I read I saw something. I read something. Oh wow. Okay. Um, that'll be interesting. Yeah, I had no clue he was gonna be in that series. I of course did see that trailer. Thought it looked fine. Um, I'm I'm surprised they're making this entire Willow franchise based on a not very good movie. From the 1980s. That movie is not very good. Um, but anyway, I digress. So Tom Cruise meets with them. They have some, you know, um, they have some banter back and forth. But of course, he's typing on a keyboard. And um, at the end of, of their little banter, he finally uses his real voice. And even though it's very painful for him to talk, you know, he says his last words before um, he, you know, actually they actually have a funeral scene for him. He passes away. Um so that gives uh, that that comes to the scene where, of course, you get to the part of the movie where the Top Gun naval officers say, "You're out. You're out of the program. We don't need you anymore. Uh, you're not you're not teaching these kids fast enough." 
you're not the right man for the job, yada, yada, yada. I had to move up the timeline. Move up the timeline, whole nine yards. Well, what was it I, uh, Iceman said to him, right? That's what got him back in, right? That's why he did the, ma- the Maverick move and just went and ran the plane. But- well, he stole a plane so yeah. that he could actually show these naval officers that he can perform this mission. And so he executed. Well, uh, no, he he was per- performing it to show that it can be done. Not but that was that after he, he had already gotten kicked out. And he but this is his way of coming. I back know, but in. Iceman said something to him about like, you know, I forget what the line was. It was something about like, you wouldn't give up before. Why are you giving up now, or something like that? It's just funny that Tom Cruise is a te- his his job is to teach these kids how to do it. And, and pick a team leader, and then he picks himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's team leader. Yeah, it's so oh. funny. Nobody else can do this <laughs> but me. So follow I'm me. <laughs> I'm Tom Cruise. Yeah. So uh, you know now it's time. You know, so he proves himself. He can lead the team. He picks his 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 wingmen and everyone who's going to be going on the mission with him. He picks, of course, Rooster. Uh, he picks Bob. Um, he picks, uh, um, hangman gets left out. Um, I forget the call signs of the other three people. Um, ah, geez. It'll come to me. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember what the girl's call sign was. I don't either. Um, but yeah, so he's got his, cool by the way, sticks. one of them was fanboy. That's, that's yeah. Yeah. I thought that's why you picked it for me because I'm a, real life fanboy i figured yeah. that was the reason yeah um yeah so uh they they go on the mission um it uh has some twists and turns it turns out that hey we can do this they blow up the uranium and on their way out of the mountain uh phoenix her name was phoenix 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 okay. yeah uh tom Cruise, of course rooster is is getting uh, uh bombarded with fire um it, Right. Great balls of fire. Yeah. Right before he's shot for the kill shot, Tom Cruise comes in and saves him. His plane goes down. And, of course, the naval officers are like, just let him die. He's gone. Nobody can save him. Don't worry about it. And Rooster says, nah, man, I can't leave him. And goes to try to save Tom Cruise. And uh, he finds him. Uh, they're able to kind of come back together and try to. Come on. That was a funny scene, too. Oh, that was a great scene. Tom Cruise is running at him just pushes them down. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing here? I yeah. told you to leave. Yeah. And, and he have goes to steal another plane too. Yeah. A lot no, of plane said, stealing in this movie. And he, no, it, that was actually one of my favorite lines in the film. He pushes him down. He goes, what the hell were you thinking? And he goes, you told me not to. <laughs> yeah, he did. That's right. He goes, you just do. And Tom Cruise stood there and there was like five seconds of true movie silence. And he's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> like he's like, yeah, I told you to do that. So I thought that was really smart. And so yeah, they have to go steal. Um, like and a what? What old, is it they steal? Like I guess one of the fighter jets from the first movie. Yes, an F fourteen. Yeah. yeah. And so you know, it's this old technology, and 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 uh, Rooster's talking about how he doesn't even know what any of these buttons do, and uh, you know they get it up and working, and that scene where. But, he has to put it in the ass and like disconnect the hoses and push up the ladder and all that was really cool. Like I 
I, I just thought that little small scene of them actually getting the plane ready was but you, really awesome. You realize Goose's son became his wingman in an F-14, like the yes. end of the movie. Correct. No. Yeah. So um, they take the jet. They, now, of course, they're overpowered, right? They have this old rusty bucket of bolts, and they Dude, have to outmaneuver this, these super stealthy modern aircraft. This fight, this uh, dog fight scene was one of my favorites of the movie. Oh, it was with, awesome. With those, what they they said uh, fifth generation planes or whatever the fuck they called them. Yeah. When that mm-hmm. one plane just like stopped and just went by by them, and he the, his son was like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> it was yeah, you can't do that. Like it was like a cheat code in a video game. Yeah. Um, because they, they were able to make, this is really hard to do in a movie. You're able to make jokes in a very dangerous, intense scene, and you still get the effect of, they're just trying to bring some sort of relief to themselves because they know they're screwed. So like it worked, right? It's really hard to catch that balance in a very dangerous scene. Like that someone makes a a joke. You're like, ah, that's stupid. But in this, it worked. It was a very good balance. I thought, um, and yeah, and of course, uh, you know, uh, these these, you know, high powered modern planes are are basically about to get the best of them. Right. They've done every maneuvering possibility they can. They're trying to get into the clear. They're about to get the kill shot. And, and then, who shows up? Who shows up? Right. Hey, yeah. Man. yeah. The guy who was left behind but came to save the day. So he feels like he's part of the team. No resentment. He's he's part of the crew. And they all cheer each other on the on the on the deck of the of the aircraft carrier, just like the first movie. And it was great. Take a photo. Take a photo. Yeah. So um, here's what I want before we give our scores. um, I want to ask Pac-Man himself. You notoriously hate nostalgia. Anything. If you take Mm -hmm. a movie, especially if it's a sequel, and you you basically just repeat the first film and you throw in all the old stuff. They even sang Great Balls of Fire, for God's sakes. I know. And you just bad. you just throw in all the old tropes just to get a reaction out of the people who have, um, uh, you know, uh, nostalgia for this film. You do it on purpose so that people will walk out and say, that was a good movie. You hate all that. So then why? Did you like it now? It there were some nostalgia things that made me want to puke. Like the Great Balls of Fire piano scene was fucking gross. <laughs> Tom Cruise is outside, like looking through the window, watching him play the song, <clears throat> and then they show the old footage of Goose doing it. Stuff like that, uh, not a fan of. But like, they didn't do it like. In my opinion, they didn't do it for like nostalgia's sake. You know what I mean? Like it had its purpose for the plot in the movie. You know what I mean? Like this movie had its story to tell that moved the world forward. You know what I mean? Like we're not stuck in 1986 Top Gun, only it's 2022. You know what I mean? Like this is new story, new characters that's moving this universe forward. Instead of just being stuck and jerking off to all these things that happened in '86. But Bernie, do you realize what's happening to you? 
as like a person. I'm like, dude, Pac-Man, do you realize what's happening to you as a person? Just in the last few weeks, you have gone from nothing can ever be a 10 to giving 10s to everything. Um, the movie industry is dead. There's no new original ideas to giving universal praise to a wonderful movie that came out recent, recently with an original idea. Um, and and hating nostalgia and everything that it represents to loving a nostalgia like riddled romp of a film. Yeah, but here's the difference. Top Gun Maverick. Look at Top Gun Maverick and then look at Kenobi. Which we'll talk about later. To me, there is a massive difference on how they both handle nostalgia. One's great. One is not great. I th- well, and I think with Top Gun, like the, there's nostalgia there, of course. I mean, it's fucking called Mavericks, so I mean, you have that. You have Iceman, but he's he's a small role. It's references to stuff that happened in the past, but it ultimately was a similar movie. I mean, this is what '80s movies. I mean, Rambo One, Rambo Two, Rambo Three. I mean, the premise. Rambo 4, the new Rambo. They all have the same premise. But it's, actually, it's a new story. Like, But it's still, yeah, it's a new story on the same. Like Kenobi, it's, hard, it's hard to get into the difference without talking about Kenobi, but Kenobi's not a new story. You know what I mean? It's just a story in the timeline that we already know, that they're trying to fit into what we already know. And I, I, dis- I disagree uh, um Popeye with your assessment of the Rambo series. If, if you haven't seen Rambo First Blood in a while, that was about like a former, you know, uh, military, you know, yes. person who just it's, it's a mili- like- former military guy that just wants to be left alone and nobody leaves him alone in every fucking movie. But and, I mean, what Rambo- happens is different, but the basis of the story is he just wants to be left alone. Uh, okay. <laughs> I love Rambo one. I, I I really like that movie a lot. I, uh, I love the latest Rambo not. movie. The latest Rambo movie was great. The one where he was in the jungle. That movie's terrible. No, not the jungle one. The one where he had the un- underground bunk- bunkers. Oh, that was Rambo five. Blech. That was All good. Right, well, fair enough. Uh, okay, so that well, that answered my question. That's fair. I mean, dude, Bernie, don't get me. I mean, Pac Man, don't get me wrong. I I enjoyed the fact that you like this stuff. Like. It's okay to go back on your morals and say, you know what? I hate nostalgia, but man, if you do it right, I'm you not. do it right. Like I'm not. I just this the nostalgia stuff in this movie at, at its moments was really bad and I didn't like it. I Which did. will be reflected in my score. Okay. But like I'm not sitting there like, oh man, this movie's great cuz Rooster did great balls of fire. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that part right. made me want to throw up. But it's a different it, it's a different story. They're telling and, a new story. And honestly, like I I know Robbie loved the football scene. I fucking hated the football. I scene. thought it was great. I thought it was great. <laughs> it was fine. Like same thing. They're doing it to be like the first one, but I thought it was, it was like two minute. It was like a minute long. So like, who cares? All right, so I'll I'll give my score first because I think I'm probably going to be the highest. Um, th- I'll say this: uh, 
because I've kind of done a, a preview of the rest of the movies that are coming out this year. And of course, you know, I haven't seen any of them, but I, I think that this is going to be my favorite movie of the year. I'm, I'm going to be very impressed if something beats this. I was super like, just like, like white knuckle during those flight scenes. I have not seen stuff like that in maybe ever, ever seen action scenes like that. They were incredible. Yeah. Top Gun one. This is, this surpasses the first movie by a billion miles. Um, It's way better. It's way, way better. And because you have a sequel for a franchise that came out 36 years ago, that is surpasses that surpasses the first movie in every aspect. I give it a nine two. But we we can fairly uh, confidently say they're they are setting this up to make more of these. I, I probably, but I hope not. Um, I, I really hope uh, not. That's why they had the new crew, man. That was, I mean, in my opinion. We'll see. I mean, this is like this is like Terminator two. Godfather Part Two, just you know, the sequel surpasses the original by such a high bar that you can do nothing except just give it universal praise. Like nine, nine two. It was. By the way, that's not your highest scored movie of the year. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're right. I've. You're right. Okay. Nothing will beat my perfect ten. That's very fair. That's the best movie of the year. But if we want to talk about mainstream action summer blockbuster, everyone's watching. Um, the second favorite movie of the year. That's fair. Nine two. Uh, uh, I still think Thor four will be my favorite blockbuster of the year. Popeye, what do you got? Popeye. Oh, Popeye. Yes. I thought you said (laughs) Pac-Man. We both have P's. Popeye. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna go eight seven eight point seven five. That's good. I'm I'm on the edge of if is it better than the original or is it just yes a newer version of the original? No, it's better. I'm on the edge. Go watch the well, go watch, watch the, original. the original. Watch the original again and see the face licking stuff. Just watch, just watch it. <laughs> Listen to Bernie. It's very the, uncomfortable. Um, yeah, um, the uh, only person of color has a real unfortunate uh, call sign. I think his call sign's called like Sundown or something like, something like that. Uh, it's not great. Um, are you done, Dwayne? Can I get my score? Yeah, I get my score. Uh, eight, eight and a half. That's high. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. I thought it was. Yeah. I, 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 I just think it was a really fun movie. It was like, a very fun movie. Yeah. Uh, edge, edge of your seat, dog fighting scenes. Even though you know. Ultimately, you know, nothing's going to happen <laughs> to the story. Hey, I, I kind of thought somebody may die because, you know, I did. Yeah, I thought one of the new people would. Yeah. Um, but they don't. Um, but edge of your seat, I, it, it's hard to ha- have a better summer blockbuster movie than this. And the fact that they did it practically and not shitty cgi or horrific green screens that i always bitch about on this podcast about how awful the use of green screens can look in movies spider-man um yeah eight and a half great 
Everyone should go see it in theaters. This is a mo- this is a movie to see in theaters. Mm-hmm. Dwayne, do you agree? Um, yes. You're you're an anti theater guy. I've been telling everybody to go watch it. Not not because you need to see it in the theater. You just need to go fucking see it. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> just go watch. Just it's go- just fun. It, I, like you, I came out need- of there feeling like woo. You, you need know the I mean? theater. The theater experience adds to the fun though. When those jets are fucking was, taking off and and you're it's like blowing I was this your close back. to uh, going to forty. Oh man, I heard that was awesome. There's four D. Yeah, yeah, man, four D theaters. Your your seats rumble and when uh, when like when wind there's, blows at you and wind shit. blows at you and water sprays uh, at pretty, you and stuff. During the football scene when they're all wrestling <laughs> each other, during sure. that sex during the sex scene, you start <laughs> sprays in the face. <laughs> 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 but while we're still on Top Gun, um, listeners of the show know I'm not a big IPA guy. No, this is actually good. Wow, it's got like a sweetness to it. I don't know where the sweetness comes from. Maybe it's because I had that other beer. I don't know. Tom uh, Cruise's tears from his buddy <laughs> Goose dying. The first but it, it's not like super hoppy. You know what I mean? It's just kind of refreshing. Cool. Yeah, you're you've you've been on the search for an IPA that you actually like, and so you you've you've given it your best. Benny, you did it. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. Just um, randomly because of the fucking can. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I mean, obviously, we all liked Top Gun Maverick. It was a really well done sequel. Surpasses the original. Um, I know if Dwayne watches the original, he'll agree. He just hasn't seen it in a while. So Popeye, get on that. Watch that original and. There's too much shit to watch. I ain't even going back to watch we'll, that. We'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> for sure. Uh, okay, so the next thing I want to just kind of briefly discuss, uh, Pac-Man, <sighs> have you seen Stranger Things 4? I know you hate the show. I wasn't even sure if you were going to watch it. Um, I have watched five episodes. Okay, so you're way ahead of me. Um, I've watched two. Uh, Popeye has watched none, which I'm actually really surprised by. So, Well, wait, is I... It- I Are did you... kind of watch the first episode, but I fell asleep because I started at like midnight or something. Okay, because I thought you liked this show. But... I do. Okay, but there's... Are there's just other things you would there's rather just... watch ahead. Yeah, of there's it? other stuff that's out that I'm like, oh, I want to watch that. Okay, so um, I'm surprised that Pac-Man has actually seen Stranger Things because you notoriously dog crap all over this franchise, and so your five episodes ends with. Have you gotten to the episode that's like two hours and forty minutes? No, that's um, that's uh, part two. I think there's a two hour long episode. Okay, okay. I wasn't um, sure where that was. I think this has been the best season of Stranger Things. It's vastly different than the other three. Yep. That, it it's like not even like the same show. No, it is, is it, not. Is it the same directors? Do we know? I think so. I I think so. I just think that they're evolving the story with the kids being more grown up. Um, I mean, this dude, this show is scary. Like, Mm. I I mean, I mean, for the audience that it originally was intended for. I mean, there's some pretty messed up visuals in this. Chloe said it's not that scary. It's a horror show now. Yeah. Sure. It is. It's not. It's not. It's no longer like supernatural science fiction. You know, kids. It's always like, on the edge of horror, though. Yeah, but this isn't. This isn't on the edge anymore. This is straight horror. Yep. Yeah. Ha. 
Hara. Hara. Yeah. It's a Hara movie. Hara. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, two A's in that. <laughs> I, I'm I'm along the same lines. As, I mean, I'm only two episodes in, and um, we we're gonna talk about this later. There's so much stuff to watch. I have to go back and forth with between all the stuff I'm trying to catch up on, but I'm going to be watching episode three tonight and I'm really excited because I want to see four episode four is the best of the season. Okay. So far. So far. How many, how many, I think it's eight in part one and two, seven, 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 Seven and then two. But you said one of the two is like two hours long. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's they man. I mean, what was the uh, budget for each episode? Was it thirty million? I think is yeah. what's been reported. That and I don't see the thirty million out of it. I don't either. Um, but does it? I mean, let's not let's not be too critical. I mean, the show looks amazing. Yeah, uh, I, CGI I mean, looks great. This is TV. I mean, remember this is a TV show. So what mm. I'm watching on the screen, I can't believe this is the quality that I'm getting. But thirty million an episode was that? just involved with the what the actors wanted for their salaries did they have to just pay these kids like tons of cash to get them back i don't know where that money went no gross use of green screens either everything shot like outside if they're outside yeah amazing concept i know but (laughs) the 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 one criticism i want to give because we don't want to get into too many spoilers until we all you know kind of catch up um the the bullies in this show are awful p- human beings. Oh god, here we go. I am very I get high very, school nostalgia <laughs> rant. I get very upset. Dude, and, this the, it, t- I haven't watched it, but it just sounds to me like it's every 80s bully from the movies. It's Dwayne, it's 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 not just tripping someone in a hallway and and 90 kids all laugh at you in a circle. It's like cruel, horrible, like just I'm going to take this thing you worked on Nerd. and just light it on fire because I hate you so much. Dude, it, as a, as now that I'm a parent, like I don't know what I'm going to do if my kid comes home and says, you know, Billy destroyed my third grade science project just because – like, what do you, what do you, what are you guys gonna do? Just shrug your shoulders and say, "Well, I don't know. We'll go talk to the principal." Yeah. Like, kid, these kids are really mean. They're really mean, and it makes me angry. And I understand it's a show, but this 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 stuff happens in schools, and it's really horrible. And so I just I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do as a parent when we that get it. You kid. were bullied in school, Rami. Yeah, I mean, I've I've said this story, and you before. turned out horribly. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm full of resent and anger. So obviously, it has an effect. But I remember, I I for my for my ninth grade uh, Christmas present, I got a brand new. Uh, uh, I played the trumpet in band. I got a brand new trumpet. It cost my parents a lot of money. We didn't have a lot of money when I was growing up, and a bully on the bus held me down, took my new trumpet out of the case, and stepped on it with his foot. And my father heard about this, went over to that kid's house, showed him what he did, and the kid started crying and admitted it, and the dad paid for the replacement. So 
that's the type of stuff that's happening in this show. And it brings up these emotions to me because that was a very expensive <laughs> instrument my parents bought me. And my dad took action. He didn't go over there and beat up the guy or threaten him. He just said, your son stepped on my kid's brand new trumpet and I demand you be, you replace it. And when the, he brought the kid outside and said, did you do this? And he, and he started crying. And he goes, oh, God. He goes, yeah, just tell me how much it costs. And um, that was it. They handled it right there. Parent to parent and got it done. That's the stuff that's imagine. happening in this show. Rami is a kid on the bus. Some kids sitting on him, like mockingly play this trumpet that he took out of Rami's case as he's sitting on him and Rami's crying. Yeah, he smashed it on the bus. <laughs> and what did the teachers do? Nothing. I'm Rami. What did what did the bus driver do? Nothing. They didn't do anything. I had to, I had to go to band practice with a broken trumpet. Well, I had to use one of the replacement trumpets. The bus driver is probably like, yeah, get him, band nerd. <laughs> hey. My mom just just be happy every everybody's hyperactive about dealing with that stuff now so you'll be fine right. band nerd anyways uh watch stranger things up you know season four because it's <laughs> pretty awesome the bullies the bullying watch stuff. for the bullies <laughs> uh yeah it's 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 very good i'm glad i'm glad you like it uh pac-man that's awesome all right so next up who has seen how many episodes of The Boys Season 3? Three. You watched three. all of them? Three. Uh, I only saw the first one. I thought that was pretty good. Because I had to work today. so um, I had to work today, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, This is... I'm trying to think of a show that I like more than this show on television currently. And there's a lot. I mean, we're going to be talking about Obi-Wan. I know I'm going to have a vastly different opinion than you guys. Uh, but I I really think this is my favorite show currently on television. Um, this I'll go first. This, this show is incredible. Um, not only is it incredible because they do such a good job each season where I remember what happened in the season before the recaps that they show you at the beginning of each season are important. It kind of reminds you of what happened in season two, but I remember all of that already. And I remember season one, that's how much and I haven't rewatched them. It's just, just such a great sh job with these characters and with the storyline that I remember the, the, the previous storylines and I don't have to go and rewatch the show. I love this show so much. And uh, just it's from the great. first episode, the things that they put on screen that I'm watching, yeah. I can't believe you could actually show on television. Well, it's not actual TV. I know, but Dwayne, even Ugh. with an 18 plus rating, this stuff what? is crazy. Spoiler alert. What? The yeah. guy going in his dick and blowing it up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That I can't believe that you can actually show that Talk about even the if it's going in the guy's butt. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe even with an 18 plus rating that that's something that gets approved through the censors. Like, I mean, they show a zoomed in image of a pee hole and a guy walking into your urethra and like expanding. His butt. No, it's his dick. No, it was his penis, Bernie. I thought it was his butt because he told him to go touch the prostate. 
Yeah, but through the urethra. No, that's why he was standing towards the table, and the guy was on the table, so he walked into his dick. I thought he was... (laughs) That image of that hole was his pee hole. If that was his butthole, he he has a tight butthole. (laughs) I I thought it was. I wasn't... I guess paying close enough attention. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he tried to go up... um... The uh, butcher's uh, what is his uh, teammate's name? Uh, the French Frenchy. Frenchy, yeah. He tried to go up Frenchy's butt, um, but no, he went through his penis hole. It. I just can't believe you can show that on TV. I, I was, I was, I was hysterically laughing. That is insane. And I knew he was going to sneeze and blow him to hell. I but, did too. <laughs> yeah. That I, I can't believe you can show that on TV. That's crazy. <laughs> I love this show. But even the. The whole he's trying to get in Frenchie's butt, that's a kind of a reference to the whole Thanos thing, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's such a good sort of on the nose wink where this, you know, sort of theory was coming around where Ant Man can just defeat Thanos by flying up his butt and expanding. And so they That's why I that thought out. it was his butt. Was, I thought they were just mocking that. I, I did too, but it's not his butt. It's not I wasn't I guess I'll have to rewatch it. Yeah. It's it's insane. Um, I uh, I love what they've done with the characters. Where you know they, they're you know Huey now wants to legitimately try to uh, 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 bring down superhero terror. So he's with this organization now. It's kind of like the FBI that has brought down superhero crimes and casualties down by about sixty percent. So what they're doing is actually working. They're making underhand deals. They're making backdoor sort of, you know, in the alley handshakes with all these people to try to bring these superhero criminals to justice. And it's actually working. There's a movie out now called The Dawn of the Seven. It's kind of like a a wink, wink Snyder's cut release of these, you know, um, you know. uh, No, it's it's a re-release because of what happened in season two. Yeah, because the one Stormfront. Stormfront was actually a Nazi, so they had to go and recast her character for, to have someone who's not a Nazi. And yeah, and so uh, you see the premiere of the Dawn of the Seven, and all the superheroes are now actors, and they're the the crimes down, superhero casualties are down. It's it's they kind of say in the first episode, it's now a time of peace, right? Time of peace, nothing crazy's really happening, and um. You know, Homelander's pissed. Uh, he's losing his spotlight. His his relationship with the Nazi girl uh, really uh, took a hit on his popularity rating. Um, so uh, Gus Fring comes around and says that he wants to um, bring Starlight into the mix to be the co-captain. Right? She's going to be the number two, or the the the, the or maybe like a side number one, because her personality rating is ninety six. So she is popular with the masses and she's dating Huey and they seem to have a really good relationship. And so everything's all roses. But in the background, Homelander is, of course, continuing on with that sort of motif from season one, about to go insane, even more so than he has before. He's just he doesn't he just has constant ringing in his ear. Uh, He's angry all the time. And. I, this season, I know, is going to be just him going rogue and just 
murdering masses of people. That would be my guess. And you're getting inklings of this soldier boy character and when is he going to come into the fold and you know all that type of stuff. Well, you're only on episode one, so. <laughs> I know. I really think I'm going to like Jensen Ackles' character. I have a feeling I'm going to like him a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, does episode one starts off really strong and I'm assuming episodes two and three are even better. I'll just say this. Uh, there's more body parts being blown up in this <laughs> season so far than the past season. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, somebody tweeted at um, uh, Jack Quaid um, because he gets thrown up on in one episode. That's not really a spoiler, Rami. That's uh, fine. Someone asked him, hey, what was it like to get vomit on you? this season instead of all the blood and guts. He goes, really refreshing, actually. (laughs) But um, I don't know. I feel this show's getting repetitive. It's starting to get to me. Really? Oh, my God. Dude, I love it. I like it so far, but, like, I don't know. I feel like we're it's the same fucking thing. We're waiting for Homelander to go nuts and kill everyone. Um. Butcher's doing butcher things, just changing who the big bad is, you know. Dude, I love the fact that Butcher, and you, you can see the writing on the wall, but I really like the fact that he has an affinity for this child. Like, that's really cool to me. Um, you know, he goes and visits him. They play Connect Four. You know, he tries to be a good role model and, and help him talk through his nightmares. And like, dude, that. That's really good stuff. I mean, you're showing growth from the character. He's trying to do things the right way, even though he puts a little Ant-Man guy in a bag of cocaine and shakes it up. Like, that, that's... I don't know. Um, I can see I can see growth in the characters. I can and, see... And then calls him a lightweight when he's puking. <laughs> oh, my God. That was hilarious. <laughs> he goes, well, it wasn't that much coke. I mean, but he's just a small guy, right? Like, that's, <laughs> that's really funny. Um, I don't know. I just... <sighs> Maybe it's because I watched all three like in a row. I just feel like it's the same, more of the same. Okay, fair enough. I mean, look, we. we so I, I'm surprised you even like Stranger Things. So if you think the boys is getting repetitive, um, I still really gonna... like it. It's a great. It's still a great show. I just want. I don't know. I just want to see something different other than who's going to be next in the seven. Homelander. When he. When's he going to get go crazy but what i think they're they're aiming towards is that when he finally does go crazy that he maybe has that point where he realizes that that's not what i want to do and maybe he becomes that superman type character that people really look up to you are way off okay i haven't read the (laughs) comic so i was thinking maybe they would kind of do a reverse on his character and maybe actually make him a good person no. Okay. You'll see by episode three. No. Okay. Complete opposite direction. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. But we've been seeing that, you know, since season one. Yeah, that's fair. You know, okay. I want to see. I don't. I don't know. I don't even know what else you could do. Because I mean, the show's set up where you know Butcher hunts bad superheroes, and then you have the seven, the Disney ripoff group. Pretty much corporation controlling the the seven. I mean, I, you're kind of going to keep 
doing the same storylines, but it's fine. I can't watch like I'll tell you right now, I, I won't watch four more seasons of this. If they keep doing this for four more seasons, no, I'm I'm gonna I'm out. I don't think they're gonna do seven seasons of this show. I'd see maybe five. I'd see I a think good that would five. Be good. I'd see a good five I do, seasons. I can do yeah. depend it depends because I felt this way during season two and then it ended really cool. I loved how season two ended. Oh yeah, it was great. So maybe it's maybe it's just a lull and well, it'll ramp up. And I think once Soldier Boy really gets in here, it might get Yeah, fun. could be. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, so before we get to uh, Obi-Wan, I want to ask you guys what your excitement level is for another Disney Plus show that's coming out this Wednesday, uh, Miss Marvel. Uh, Bernie has said on numerous episodes in the past he's really looking forward to this show. Um, thinks it's going to be pretty stellar. And um, I just I want to see what your guys's stance is on just so much like stuff we have to watch all at once during the movie summer blockbuster season. Here's another show weekly. Got to put it on the agenda. Is it too much? What, what are we doing here? What's I our think, excitement level? What are we, we going to do? <laughs> I think Miss Marvel is going to be aimed at um a younger crowd than what we've seen from Disney plus shows like a, you guys are probably too old for this reference, but like a Lizzie McGuire esque kind of show. I'm Even Stevens Disney, uh, uh, Disney channel shows. Uh, I think it's going to be aimed more towards that kind of audience than tweens or teenagers. Yeah. Then, you know, 60 year old, <laughs> Dwayne, <laughs> um, I'm still super excited for it. Why though. do I get older every episode? <laughs> um, By I, the way, she, I'm Popeye. Thank you very much. Oh yeah, sorry, Popeye. Um, she's such a fun character. Um, I loved her comic series. It's so good. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be different and something fresh. So uh, it's going to be my priority to watch that every Wednesday. So then you it's are this Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, this Wednesday. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This Wednesday. So you, you, like I'm saying, we're adding on to another sort of just massive pile of stuff that we got to get through. Now, again, it's only one episode a week. It's not, it's not that much, but, you know, um, it's just a lot of really big hitting shows are coming out at once. Here's another introductory new character people don't know about. You got to add it to the list. I just hope it doesn't get kind of lost in the shuffle because, I mean, Kenobi is still coming out on Wednesdays. They're not moving that. So now you've got Kenobi and Miss Marvel on the same day. But didn't we have Mando with something at the same time too? Or Boba Fett maybe? No, they've been doing a pretty good job at releasing these at different times, from my recollection. I don't think they've had much, much like crossing between these big franchises. It's not like Mandalorian and Loki were out at the same time. So, um, but no, I mean, I'm looking forward to the show. I, I want to. I don't know really know much about the character. So, if Bernie thinks it's a really intriguing person, as long as they do the show right and it's got good direction, she's great. Yeah, she's. She's like a diehard 
uh, Avengers fan. Okay. She's like a yeah. she's like an uh, like she's a like big, a fanboy. Yeah, she's like a fanboy. <laughs> okay. Um, and it just makes really cool dynamic whenever you know she gets her powers and she starts you know seeing Captain America and all her heroes and all that stuff. Cool. All right, yeah, looking forward to it. Like I said, if you're listening to this, I would. I'm like ninety five percent sure it's going to be aimed at like a tween kind of thing more so than a mature Loki. You, you know what I mean? Sure. Don't go into it with expectations tonally that it's going to be like WandaVision or Moon Knight or those shows. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, all right. So we will end um, our show by talking about um, the where, most where, where? The, the most streamed Disney Plus series to date through its first three episodes, which is Obi-Wan Kenobi. And uh, I'm going to go last because I kind of know where this is going to go, and I want to end this on a positive note. I don't want to end this on a crap note. That's not how I want to go out. So uh, we don't have to go beat by beat through each episode. Um, You guys can just talk about all the stuff you hate. And then I'll just chime in later after I'm disgusted with all of you. So uh, please, uh, Popeye, discuss why you think this show is a piece of crap. Why do you assume that that's my take? Because as soon as I started talking about it, you said, wah, wah. Well, that doesn't mean it's a piece of crap. It's just... It's, oh, it's a piece of crap. It's yeah, not, exactly. It's not nowhere near where I hoped it would be. That's all. It's... I mean, it's fine. It's okay. It's it's like I thought we were going to see Obi-Wan in action. Instead, we see him. Yo, I'm not doing anything. And every time he's almost got to fight somebody, he runs away. I'm like, you're he's surviving, Dwayne. Je- Jedi. Come on. But, like, the little, little Leia. Ruins She's horrible the show for me. She's it's horrible. That episode two when he's chasing her um, through the crowd for like fucking twenty minutes. Not only that, when they were chasing her to like capture her, I'm like, really? Yeah, through These the forest. Grown and stuff? Oh my god, not, it was so like, bad. Three steps and you'd be on her, like. <laughs> or I don't know. Use your mind control ability, Obi Wan, that you have <laughs> never used ever. Which I thought he was gonna use when they did the the last one when he's there on that transport thing with the guys yeah, and the stormtroopers yeah. get on and he's like yeah no why would they do that he said did you say Leia I was uh, I thought he was gonna go no I said Luma like <laughs> yeah that'd be cool to to actually use Jedi powers <laughs> that'd be cool uh, and then but... then he faces Darth Vader I'm like here we go nope nothing. The everything is just like everything happens by like convenience, right? Like the Inquisitor lady, she knows everything. Like she knows like this last episode, all those houses there, door was closed. She just stops and looks at it. It goes over and opens the door, discovers the secret passageway, and she's like Come on. And then she catches Leia at the end of the passageway. She somehow knows where that ends. 
those big caves that they were trying to escape through. The if, lady if, that the I lady can't... that was with them shows up on the hill that oh, yeah. Obi Wan and Vader are fighting each other. She just shows up there to to snipe. She's like, "How did you know they were up there? How did you get up there?" <laughs> it's like, just, uh, I don't know. It's just horrible writing. But the show sucks. I can't remember. Did did Anakin know Padme was pregnant? Yes. He did. Yes. Are you sure? Because I thought. Yep. But so, but at the end of that, he knows like, she's we... pregnant when he chokes her in Episode Three, even. Okay. But they sent these kids off to hide so that he couldn't find them. Mm-hmm. But immediately they know where Leia is. <laughs> well, if you my memory serves me know. correct, Leia says in Return of the Jedi that she knew her mom. Doesn't she? She said she's she knew her mom for a little bit and then she died. I don't remember. And then now, now her, she died during childbirth. Um, I don't, I, there's there's zero stakes in the show. Yeah, like especially why? Yeah, I was thinking that. I'm like, okay, Leia's falling. I'm like, oh, she's not gonna die. Yeah, you know, you know what happens <laughs> to every single one of these characters except for the Inquisitors, but you know they're not around in Episode Four, so you know they're all gonna die or piss off or I don't know. Who cares? You know what happens to Obi Wan, and it's like all this stuff is like Obi Wan. Nobody's called me that f- forever. And then you look at the timeline; it's like seven years. <laughs> all the it's just I don't know. It's it's not there's not it's not bringing anything interesting to the table. And I know Rami's gonna jerk off because he gets to see Vader do something. But also, when Obi Wan opened up the the case with the lightsabers, I'm like, all right, he he has to have his and Darth Vader's in there. But then he fights Darth Vader with a Darth Vader has his lightsaber. Did he Darth, just make a new one exactly the same? Darth Vader's lightsaber doesn't look like Anakin's lightsaber. I have both of them, and I'm staring at them both on my desk. <laughs> The lightsaber that Anakin used in the prequel movies looks nothing like Darth Vader's lightsaber. The same way when Luke's lightsaber in Return of the Jedi, he had to build a new one. Well, he well, this, added on to the old one. This Obi-Wan lightsaber looks exactly like Luke's Return of the Jedi one. Dwayne, he didn't add on to the old one. His old one, his hand got cut off and it flew down a reactor shaft. Oh, he yeah. lost that lightsaber. He had to build one from scratch. One of the one of the trials of the Jedi is you have to build your lightsaber. I'm trying actually, not to talk while you guys tear the actually show Actually, you have to go get your kyber crystal first. Exactly. So Darth Vader's lightsaber that he has is not the one that Obi-Wan has buried in the desert. That's the one he presents to Luke in A New Hope. He says, this is your father's lightsaber. That That's why he has that. Okay. You guys I, was just, I was just happy he had two lightsabers in there, not one. Yeah, that's the one that Luke gets in A New Hope. He gets that old Anakin saber. I just, I don't, I don't know what the show is supposed to bring to the table. I don't know. It's not, it's not providing anything new. It's. We I mean, know the what's Inquisitors are cool. 
Yeah, yeah they're but cool. But they really haven't done anything. The one dude has a cool hat, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, the show, like, what, like, it's, it, what's the point? Hey, I will say, I didn't know uh, James L. Jones was uh, doing the voice of Vader again. He sounds what great. He sounds great. How could they not have him do the <laughs> the voice? He That'd sounds be, great. Can you imagine he has a real high pitched squeaky voice? <laughs> Go ahead, Rami. Tell us. You're just going to jerk off to Vader. Obi Wan. Look, I understand what you guys are saying. Why can't he use his Force powers or Jedi mind trick the stormtroopers? Look, he he has not been using his powers so that the 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 evil you know forces that are out there to try to find him don't know where he is so he's trying yeah. to avoid using those powers not because he's rusty or he's... He, or he just doesn't want to use them because then jet like like evil sith lords but will, will but, feel his presence but then he'll use them to reach out to qui-gon so he and it's not working Maybe and... Qui-Gon isn't communicating with him because if he does, then Emperor Palpatine will feel that through the force fields and the force presence. He's like, oh shit, he's talking about Qui-Gon. He's the most famous Jedi alive. Correct. Like people would will... know what he looks like. <laughs> the fact that he's like hiding but looks exactly the same. Like he didn't even like cut his beard differently or his hair. He's just exactly the same. So the Dye your hair, Obi Wan. Jesus, like, you put the <laughs> so, hood on though. the The reason oh, okay. the third the reason the third sister Reva knows where knows all this stuff about Anakin Skywalker is if you if you ever read the Darth Vader comics, anytime someone comes around and knows the name Anakin Skywalker and how it's associated with Vader, he kills that person. It, he's done it three times in the comic books. Kills him instantaneously. No conversation. Because he's trying to keep that part of his life a secret. But she knows who he is from what I'm guessing because she was one of the students he saved during Order 66. They show that flashback of those kids running through that hallway as Order 66 is all around them. I think he's one of the ones you see maybe during Episode 4 or 5 that he saves. And she's kind of the one he grooms as maybe his new Padawan, right? Um, instead of, you know, because Ahsoka was his Padawan during the Clone Wars. And I think this is his new one. So she is so angry with Obi-Wan this entire series, and nobody understands why, because he's convinced her that Obi-Wan turned him into this just, you know, horribly misfigured shell of a person. And so she's pissed. And so she's constantly trying to but, find uh, I don't have a problem with any of that. My problem okay. is she automatically knows where to find everyone, what door to look in, what planet to go to, what planet to like. She's like a uh, she's a Mary Sue, but a villain. The 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 thing that you mentioned about canon being that uh, you know Leia's mom passed away right when she was born. How does she even say in Return of the Jedi when she's speaking with Luke? Do you remember your mother? And she says, well, visions, feelings. You know, I was really young when she passed away. Obi-Wan tells her a story in episode three about when he was really young. He just has glimpses of his brother and like just just faint memories of he maybe even maybe he didn't even have one. He doesn't really know. I think that 
Leia showed you in episode one that she is able to, you know, she got into the mind of her cousin and was able to see that he's really scared, wants to try to be intimidating like his father, and was doing all this stuff without her even realizing it. That she's using her force abilities to project into someone's mind about what they're thinking. Even though she was only minutes old or hours old, I think visions of her mother come through her t- through the force. That's how I interpreted it. Oh, I think it's so full of shit. Fine. Um, they didn't steal Leia because she's Leia. They don't know who this kid is. They stole her because she is the daughter of Bail Organa. No. Who is Obi-Wan's friend, and that's how you get him out of hiding, is that Obi-Wan just, just <clears throat> in this universe doesn't have many contacts left. Third All sister his- knows who Leia is. No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't, Dwayne. They do not know that this is the son. This is the daughter of Darth Vader. They. It's just. A, it's just a convenience. And I know that seems like a crazy convenience. You're like, oh well, that's stupid in this world. Oh, Everything's interconnected. They have said numerous times, we're going to steal the senator's daughter, not the daughter of Darth Vader. And so. That because Obi Wan. Well, why would they say the daughter of Darth Vader when the 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 reference to who it is to a person you hire? Leia Organa. Her name is not Leia. Why don't they just steal him? Because a kid is is a way better prop to get a fallen Jedi who's been in hiding for a decade out of the shadows. Why you're gonna you're gonna steal an adult man? Why would no, you give a shit about again. one child? Again, it just moves the story forward. You, you, I understand what the writers were thinking. They're like, okay, no, you know, we got to get this. the only way you can have a story in we, this we gotta, timeline. Yeah, we got to get this guy out of hiding. What's going to bring Obi-Wan out of hiding? Leia's in danger. He said at the beginning, I don't want to do it. Find somebody else. This isn't my problem. I'm supposed to protect this boy, not her. And so then Bail Organa travels to Tatooine and, and begs him in person. And he's like, okay, all right, I'll do it. So, no, I'm telling you, in this show, they just stole the daughter of a senator who had an attachment to Obi-Wan because they fought together in the Clone Wars. Obi-Wan doesn't have a lot of people left that he knows. All of his friends are apparently dead. All of his senator friends are dead. Well, this one guy's still alive. And they say, "Ah, maybe if we capture his kid, it'll bring him out of hiding. And it worked. They don't know that she's the daughter of Darth Vader. I promise. I promise. Wouldn't they sense the Force in her? Who? Vader. Well, like I said, Vader is on this world, and he his obsession is with Obi Wan. He that's his number one goal. Is he goes Obi Wan is there? I'm gonna find him. He's not even being distracted by some little kid running around. Now, maybe Reva, at some point, when she captures Leia at the end of Episode 3, realizes who this kid is, and before she can tell Vader, she dies. Um, that w- That's my assumption, is that she figures it out. She's like, holy shit, he has a kid? But before she can tell him, you know, you know, someone kills her um, to keep the secret safe, right? Um, well, I mean, Vader has to find out. The 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 uh, scene with Obi Wan and Darth Vader that Dwayne said, "Oh, it's just an old scared guy running away." I didn't see it like that at all. 
I saw uh, a, 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 I saw a scared Jedi who is seeing his friend for the first time and looking at what has happened to him based on his own doing. And <coughs> the, the small conversations they have with each other, I just thought were magical. They didn't have a lot of words. It was just anger and regret. And, you know, Darth Vader's like, dude, you turned me into this person. And he moves like someone who's injured. His weapon technique is just like just hammering with one hand uh, with the lightsaber. Um, and Obi-Wan's trying everything he can do just to block it. And the, the slow movements, it's not this Revenge of the Sith backflips, you know, counterattacks, swirling. No, it's cartoons. a new hope. It's, it's, it's 50-year-old Obi-Wan and, and Anakin who cannot move like that anymore because this, this suit is like a coffin. And then, uh, So explain to me Rogue One then. What do you mean? He did the same thing in Rogue One. He just was blocking uh, pretty, lightsaber. He's, uh, he's pretty sp- he's, he's, he's blocking lightsaber. He's blocking he's bullets. He's moving pretty well whenever he's doing that. He's blocking bullets and using force powers to just lift random infantrymen away. Yeah, he, he was moving pretty good in that little hallway. Yeah, so I mean, uh, and plus, you know, how many Jedi has Darth Vader fought up to this point? Not many. So even though Obi-Wan is 10 years out of, you know, training, he still can wield a sword. And, you know, Darth Vader, this entire time, he can just go to a planet and just, you know, snap his fist together and break 50 necks. You guys didn't think that scene was cool when he was walking through the town and he just was, like, killing everybody? That didn't at least, you didn't say for, sure. like, a second, like, oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Sure. They, they, I'm not going to like the series because he snaps a little kid's neck. Um, the f- but they didn't explain why he was doing Like, I didn't understand why he was doing that. Because he's angry. In the comic books, he just goes from planet to planet and he just murders people just because. Just because he wants to. He's a terrible person. He wasn't trying to get Obi-Wan out of hiding. I mean, maybe, yeah, was. maybe if he, yeah, he if he drugged that lady across the dirt long enough, or he exposed people hiding behind those barrels, maybe he would come out. But Obi Wan didn't. And then one of the other things was when Obi Wan was being dragged through the fire, um, then when the flames kind of like went higher and made this like wall of flames, why didn't Darth Vader just like extinguish it with the Force? Why did he let him get away? Yeah, I, I think or, in that or walk scene, ten feet to his left. Yeah, and go around I it. In, <laughs> I think in that scene because when when the initial flame started, they were very low to the ground, and you could see Obi Wan being dragged through it, and Vader had control over that fire scenario. When they engulfed the entire sort of uh, scene and kind of went above his head, and he's looking at this huge wall of fire, I think he got a little scared. Just for a moment, he hesitated for a moment because he's still scared of fire. He has he has the things that he's scared of, and I think he hesitated in that moment because of this huge wall of flames just right in front of his face. But as a and Sith, he has, aren't he you supposed to embrace that fear and use it? He's still, dude, and and that's when the that's when the saying, "I would when when in New Hope, when I last saw you, I was just a learner. Now I am the master." You guys are going to get your Obi-Wan and Darth Vader showdown in Episode 6. I think between Episode 3 and Episode 6, 
Obi-Wan is going to have to face his fears and let go of the fact that he did this to Anakin. He can't keep thinking about the past. He knows he's alive now and that he's a fucking mutated coffin, wheezy, you know, Sith Lord. And he's going to go and face him and he's going to defeat him again. And that is going to be the Rogue One Vader you see 10 years later, super legit badass. And then Obi-Wan's going to go back and make sure that that doesn't happen to him again, where he becomes a desert hermit who doesn't use the force and becomes the Obi-Wan we saw in Rebels. They're both going to master their abilities because they know that they have to. That's my take on the show is that he's going to beat him again. Okay, and but... it's gonna make it's gonna make Vader more angry and more determined, and he becomes Rogue One Vader, and it's gonna make Obi Wan more determined, and he becomes Rebels Obi Wan. Okay, question for you. Sure, that's my take. Then no, spo- I haven't read any spoilers. That's just how I'm seeing the show. Who cares? Sure. <laughs> Why does this show exist? Um, we're Money? gonna go back to the, we're gonna go back, and you said you had a comparison. Now we're here. We can discuss Top Gun versus Obi-Wan. Why do you like one and not the other? You said you had a reason. Yeah, it's just bullshit nostalgia stuff. This this isn't telling like I think a story. Like like for me, the biggest thing is telling a story. It's showing but there's no consequences to the story. We know how it ends. I know you know how it ends. I understand that. So you know that any even though the, I love the scene of Obi-Wan being scared of this walking tank of destruction coming towards him. I knew he wasn't going to die. I knew when, not, when you when knew he, he wasn't even going to get burned. He was burned. He was super burned. When he was being drug out of the fire, he dude his whole like right side of his body was all burned. Listen, the show exists to get Disney Plus subscribers and they do that by just doing Vader stuff. Right, that's what this show is. They didn't want to call it Vader, so they call it Obi Wan. But you're there to see Vader. Don't give yeah, a shit about Obi Wan. And the rumor is, is that they're going to have a Vader series that follows the comic books, which is really great. I like, hope I, they do that. I'd rather see that. Yeah, th- that that's would be the- a new story that we don't. I mean, obviously, we know Vader doesn't die, but like. That has that that story has is open. You know what I mean? This story is not open at all. I, I think they're going. This to... has to end a certain way. Vader going around killing people in different planets and stuff. They can do whatever they want with that. Open. Yeah, that is that. Then you can bring in Doctor Afra, which a lot of people love that character. Um, you can bring in stuff with Emperor Palpatine, and you can you can show the Vader destruction of how the Empire grows and how he and becomes you can tell, the most you can tell a new story by by using nostalgic characters yeah so if you guys would be more excited about that if this show brings us to that level of storytelling where we can have a comic book driven darth vader storyline um i'd be okay with that but yeah dude i'm a sucker for this stuff okay i understand that you know when you go on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. We, this is the one thing we talked about before the show. This show is purposely getting review bombed. They did this with the Last Jedi. I just don't think no, people like the fucking movie. They do the like show. the show. 
They really do. They I, don't, do but I don't think they do. People who don't like little Leia and don't like Reva and the third sister, um, they're going and they're just hate, like, like just hate mongering the show. They did that with The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi has a Sucked. 90% Rotten Tomato score, but it has a 42% user score. Yeah, because it sucked. Dude, I it's it's being it's being review bombed. Top Gun got ninety nine percent audience score because it was good. I don't think people are review bombing it. I just don't think people think it's good. I think it's great. I know you do, obviously. <laughs> Dwayne, are you, are you on the math fence? Yes, yeah, whatever. I'll yeah. watch it, but it's a, yeah. it's okay. It's so what, I I can't say that the show's good. I don't think there's anything good about the show. It's fine. At its best, it's fine. Vader hoping, stuff, cool. I'm hoping that they do some stuff in these next three episodes that will maybe change y'all's mind. Um, and again, if we can but get what? that, if I, I I understand because for you it has no consequence. You know, no one's gonna die. Uh, nothing happens. Blah blah blah. All it's a closed-end story. We know the what if they bring in, end what of the if story. They bring in, what if they bring in Cal Kestis? That'd be cool. Okay. Would that kind of up your enthusiasm a little? No. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, I would be like, oh, that's cool. I just, I really I like am, that guy. I'm really he, enjoying the show a lot. I um, kind of expect him to be. But that was my prediction was that he was going to be in this series. I thought so, too. Um, I don't know. I I mean, dude, I, look, I mean, I went into the show knowing I was going to like it. Nothing changed. And, uh, yeah, I thought uh, the last episode was wonderful. I watched it twice. Back to back. I just want, I just want new. Give me, I want new Star Wars. Well, you're going to get Mandalorian season one was new Star Wars. You're going to get that very soon. And then soon. they went to the bullshit. You're going to get the High Republic. You're going to get the new trilogy. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna get your new stuff. Um, it's coming, man. It is on Tatooine, probably. <laughs> aren't, aren't you glad they're not on Tatooine though? I mean, they were there the first episode, and they haven't been back since. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, do we have a top three this week? Do you want to do like top three best sequels? I don't know. I'm gonna do top three what? Like best sequels to a movie. Have we Ooh. done that before? Now, can we, we pick? We kind of talked about Top Gun being a superior sequel, so you could even. Does there have to one. just be two? No, movies? you. Could, I mean, if you think Saw Seven is the best of the series, you could pick that. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it could be just you. You can't pick the original, obviously, but your favorite sequel to a franchise. We could do. Top. I can three. do it. I can do it right now. Okay. Well, there you go. All right. Uh, number three, Aliens with the S. That's a good one. That's a very good one. Number two, Top Gun Maverick. Sure. Number one, Terminator 2. I mean, it's the best. Yep. Best sequel. Yeah. Maybe High School the Musical 2, Bernie. <laughs> no. Number three is Ace Ventura when nature calls. Oh my god. You gosh. think that's better than the first? No, come on, it's man. Absolutely better. No way. 
the what first are you one is a about? classic, dude. The first no. one. No, everyone knows the second one is better. Everyone knows the second one is better. Way better. It's not even close. It's not even close. Uh, back to, to the Future Three. No, that's number one. Back, Back to the Future <laughs> Three is number one. No, number two will be Top Gun. Yep, that's in the list. But yes, Back to the Future Three is my number oh one. My God. Okay, my my number three is going to be. Um, the reason I'm choosing this is because. To have a a comedy come out and you bring back that sequel, it's usually not as good, and a lot of times it's really bad. I'll give you a really good example. Please don't say Jackass, too. No, no, no. Not going to say Jackass. I love City Slickers. City Slickers 2, Return of Curly's Gold, The Curse of Curly's Gold, sucks. You you just couldn't do that movie again. It's like them trying to do the the Three Amigos sequel. You You just can't do that. But 22 Jump Street is phenomenal. Um, I I love 21 Jump Street. I think that comedy is awesome. That should not be a movie that should even be funny, but it worked. And for the sequel to come out and actually, for me, be better than the first, that deserves a top three placement because having a comedy sequel being better than the first, that's an extremely hard thing to do. Um, and I think 22 Jump Street is funnier than the first one. So I picked that as as my number three. Number two, I'm going to pick Top Gun Maverick. And even though for me, my number one is is Empire Strikes Back. That's it. That's a. I'm not going to pick that because everybody knows it's my favorite movie of all time. So I'm going to just take Return it. Return of the Jedi is better. I'm, no, it's not. I'm going to I'm going to take that off my list. And I'm going to agree with Dwayne on Terminator Two. Um, I remember watching that movie when I was a kid. And I had no idea that Arnold wasn't the bad guy again. And when he walks down that hallway with the box of roses and takes out the gun and starts shooting at the police officer, I was like, holy shit, he's the good guy. I thought that was such a cool twist. I had no clue. I had no idea. Plus, that's when we got the uh, one-handed shotgun <laughs> reload. Yeah, on the, on the motorcycle. Yeah. So, yeah, Terminator 2, for sure. Okay, well, uh, thank you guys for listening to our, what are we at, hour and 40-minute podcast. We really appreciate you guys uh, coming along the journey. Um, please follow us at Cross the Streams Media. Um, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And I want to um, you know, end the show on letting everyone know where we're going to be uh, the weekend of June 17th uh, through the 19th. Uh, three beers and a mic was invited uh, to join Fan Expo in Dallas. So Bernie got to enjoy the Fan Expo experience, and we've been invited to uh, take part in the Dallas version. So um, me, um, Popeye, and Dos Equis will be traveling to the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center and uh, bringing you uh, pictures, uh, maybe some videos from the panels we'll be attending, um, and we'll be doing this more of a perspective of being there um, as a, as a media um, perspective. Like we usually go as fans, but I actually want to go this time to represent three beers and go to a lot of the panels and attend a lot of those type of things, which maybe we tend to not to do as much if we just go, you know, as, as fans. And you're going to represent the network. 
of course, we're going to be representing Most Crossing importantly, the network. Of course, of course, absolutely. Uh, we're passing out buttons. We'll be passing out, you know, little stickers and trying to get the word out there um, so we can bring more people to the Cross the Streams family. But we're very excited. We want to thank uh, Fan Expo in Dallas for bringing us on board. Uh, we're really excited to do our second con of the year. And uh, we're going to make you guys proud. And uh, once we attend that Comic-Con, we'll come back, give you our experience, post a bunch of photos, and, you know, uh, tell you how what a wonderful time we had. I read um, that, uh, I don't know how true this is, but they were saying that Feige wants to do, like, a, a Marvel version of Star Wars Celebration. I saw that. Yeah. We, we, we got to get passes for that, boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I will where whatever city it's in, I will go. Whatever country it's in, I would go, because I yes. think Star Wars Celebration next year is in London. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I think they announced yeah, it's going to be in London. I, well, I think it goes back and forth, right? It's like in Europe, and then it's over here, and it's in Europe. Makes sense. Yeah. We gotta go. But um, you know, we're we're really. We're really excited, man. I'm, I'm super pumped about that weekend. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, to be honest, this is actually my favorite con to go to. Um, we, 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 we would go almost every year before, you know, COVID happened. And they kind of had to put it on the back burner. Uh, just because the guests that they bring are fantastic. The organization of the event is awesome. Everything is just streamlined and the vendors are all really friendly. They just do such a good job over there. And the fact that we can go and represent uh, across the streams and three beers is really, really great. So we're excited. So uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, until next time, guys, uh, take it easy. Peace. listening if you like what you heard check out crossthestreamsmedia.com to hear more episodes of this podcast and the other shows on the cross the streams network don't forget to subscribe rate and review on apple podcasts or wherever you download your favorite shows visit crossthestreamsmedia.com for more information see you next time This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.